Hello and welcome to Tracks from Abroad, episode number 53 on Thailand. We're going to start out with a song and we'll be back with our student interview after this. Thank you. 
welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall. Today we're in the Map Room studio. We have a student interviewee across from us, and I'm very excited to talk about a new country here, the country of Thailand. Arav, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It's, a, it's an honor. Well, you are a first-year student here at U of T. You're new to the city. What is it like to be here in Toronto for you? Uh, it's great. Yeah, the, the weather is definitely a great change considering Thailand is one of those countries where it's uh, 30 degrees Celsius pretty much all year round. Uh -huh. And in yeah. Thailand, you grew up there your whole life. Where were you living? Bangkok, born and raised, yeah. One thing that uh, I sort of miss a little bit about Bangkok perhaps is um, like how safe I'd feel at night, you know, because... Uh, you, you typically don't have anyone who's, you know, drunk or maybe not in their senses in Bangkok. It's typically a very, very, very safe city. And uh, you have any cuisine you could want to try. You have Ethiopian yeah. food, you cool. have Sri Lankan food, you have Romanian, like anything you could think of. You'd have it in Bangkok. It's lovely. Yeah. yeah. One thing I can imagine, as as I told you just a second ago, I was lucky enough to go to Vietnam and Laos, so I noticed that Southeast Asian street food. Mm. What is your favorite kind of Thai street food? But Thai street food is my favorite street food. Like, there's many dishes. There's a uh, mu ping, which is mu, is the Thai word for pork, and ping is like, it's like roasted or grilled. So there's mu ping, kai yang. Those are like... Uh, like grilled chicken, grilled pork, hmm. and then there's different marinations and sauces. Like you can have nam tim kai, which is like it's like a chicken dipping sauce. There's a uh, mala, which comes from China. It's like mala is like it's kind of like a herb. They look like bells and they tingle on your tongue. It's a very very unique sensation that hmm. you don't get from any other food. Yeah. So Thai food, it's definitely very very zesty, exploding with flavors. Thai street food is to die for. It's very unique. In terms of the melting pot, the cultural melting pot, that you said that you know Thailand has never been conquered by a colonial yes, uh, country. Yes, that is true. And yet you're saying it has food from everywhere and Chinese influence. So what is like? Where does Thai culture come from? What does it look like altogether? If we're speaking about the demographics, like for me especially, and when I was in school, pretty much all my classmates who were uh, the Thai diaspora in our school. They were technically Thai Chinese because at least one of their grandparents would be Chinese mm -hmm. and they'd be descendants of uh, Chinese ancestors. So that's kind of what makes up the demographic of uh, most Thais. What it what Bangkok looks like culturally and culturally in terms of all the people who live there. There's many people who just come for the weather. There's many people uh, they come for business. You know, you have lots of Russians who mm -hmm. come to. S to just sunbathe on the beaches when it's like negative 40 in Moscow, right? So, uh, yeah, like I had friends in school who were Finnish, Estonian, uh, really people from anywhere and everywhere. Well, this show, Tracks from Abroad, is special because we always play some music from the country we're talking about. So I want to ask you, Arav, um, in your playlist that you brought of Thai music, is there a song that you could tell us about? Where does it come from? So uh, there's there's a number of songs that I can think of and tell you about. Many of them are the top 50 most uh, popular songs okay. in Thailand. So many of them I heard on the radio. Mm -hmm. Some of them were introduced to me by friends. Uh, some of them are more upbeat. Many of them are melancholic because <laughs> many Thai songs uh, tend to be soulful, melancholic. One song that probably jumps up to my mind is Nok Jak Shishan, Besides My Name. And it's, it's kind of like, a, it's like a breakup song. And the lyrics are like, 
you know, is there anything left besides my name? You know, is, is there anything at all? And uh, that's that's one of the songs. It's a nice song. Nice. We're going to start with that song right here on Tracks from Abroad. Today, we are talking with Arav all about Thailand. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad.
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse McDougal. Today we're focusing on Thailand right here in the studio with Arav. Arav, we just had a very interesting conversation during the music set, and it was about the overlap between Indian culture and Thai culture. Can you expand on what we were saying there? Culture, language, etiquette even. There's there's a lot of overlap. Even Balinese, Javanese, Thai culture they're all heavily influenced by uh, the southern part of India. There's many, many uh, connections. Even in the cuisine, you know, coconut milk is something that's often used. Food is often served on banana leaves. And as I got more interested in languages, um, I studied uh, Pali and Sanskrit roots, and I found that 
it, like pretty much 75 to 80 percent of Thai was um, was derived from Sanskrit and Pali roots with a decent chunk coming from Cantonese. That's where Thai inherits the tones. For example, um, what in Thailand we call Songkran, that's like, it's pretty much the Thai New Year. If I pronounce it without any of the Thai grammar rules, it's actually spelled and pronounced Sankranti, which is what it's called in India. In India, we call it Sankranti, mm. more specifically Makar Sankranti, because Makar is January in Hindi, which actually in Thai also it's the same in Thai as well. All the months in Thai and the months in Hindi are the same. So there's a lot of overlap in terms of uh, festivals, even in terms of beliefs, uh, in terms of philosophies for life. Thailand has actually a cultural phenomenon in a sense that it's 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 very hard, apparently, for Western people to understand. It's the concept of krengchai. It's the Thai concept of gratitude. For example, if you're getting late for school or work, I, as a Thai person, would not wake you up because I'm being considerate and letting you sleep. Whereas you might wake up and be extremely frustrated because you had an important class that you missed. That's like one example of Kring Chai. Once that person woke up, don't you think they would have appreciated to be woken up to get to their job, for example, on time? See, so this is this is I, where the confusion there is comes definitely in a for divide. Westerners. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like for me, um, I, I can kind of embrace that cognitive dissonance and like engage with that dialectical thought because being born up uh, in Thailand, I also was exposed to the Western atmosphere. And these ideals are very, very similar to Indian ideals as well. Like, I think there are Indian people who would do the same thing. Like, uh, here's one example. Sure. I'm reading this off uh, word for word. So, if you ask your wife to knock next door and ask the neighbor to spare some sugar, yes. she might be reluctant and say, "My you know. So she's saying she doesn't want to impose herself on the neighbor and ask a favor, which might put the neighbor in a position of obligation. Okay. So it's like it's this this extreme sense of courtesy, you know. Like I feel like. In the Western world, you'd have fewer inhibitions. You just go and ask or whatever. But um, in, in Thailand, you have this well-founded culture of respect, consideration. All right. Well, before we get into the next music set, I'd like to ask you, Arav, is there a Thai song that you can tell us about? Katanhan is a nice song. It's uh, basically, it's like suddenly, all of a sudden, it's like it's about uh, being love-struck and... Um, sudden love honestly you just have to listen to find yeah. out so let's listen yeah. to let's it. listen to it right here on tracks from abroad we are talking with arav about thailand ฉันว่าทุกอย่างไม่ใช่ฝันบอกกับฉันว่าเธอทำได้ยังไงเปลี่ยนคนที่คอยไปพูดใจให้รักที่ง่ายได้บอกตรงตรงตรงวันที่
ผมชื่ออาราฟผมมาจากประเทศไทยและคนกำลังฟัง Tracks from Abroad ทาง CIUT 89.5 FM
CIUT 89.5 FM, celebrating 35 years as the sound of your city.
listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall. Today's show is all about Thailand, and if you've just joined our show for the first time, every week we focus on a different country, and we welcome international students at the University of Toronto to talk about those countries to share the music and the stories from where they come from. So let's get back into my interview. This is part three with Arav talking today on Tracks from Abroad about Thailand. Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse McDougall. Today we're talking about Thailand, and I am super interested all of a sudden, thanks to our guest here, Arav, 
about the language of uh, of Ty. I just learned that there's no spaces between the characters, that a space is the same as a period, the end of a sentence. Indeed. And I also learned that you have to shorten some words, for example, the names of cities, uh, just because they're so darn long. Tell us about that, Araf. Uh, Bangkok actually has the longest city name in the world. And uh, in Thailand, we call it, like on license plates of cars, you'd see Krung Tape Mahanakon, and then like the Thai symbol for et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. But the full name of Bangkok is actually, Get ready I'm, I'm, for this, folks. Yeah. Go right. Make sure your um, uh, your seatbelts on, your uh, tray table is upright. <laughs> Let's hear it. It's Krung Tape Mahanakon Amon Ratanakosin Mahintarayutea Mahadilok Popnoparat Rachatani Burirum Udom Rachaniwet Mahasatan Amon Piman Awatan Satit Sakatataya Pitsanukam Prasit. So, <laughs> very impressive. <laughs> yeah. So these are all sort of praises to what a wonderful city Bangkok it's, is. It's essentially a description. Of, yeah, you could think of them as praises, but uh, Bangkok, the city of angels, the home of the Emerald Buddha, um, adorned by nine jewels. Like you know, it's what's it's, the significance of nine? Why is it nine jewels? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I do not want to be putting out wrong facts, but uh, the reason I wondered about the nine is that you were recently you were just talking about Rama the ninth, who is yes. your the king of Thailand until was, was the king until when? Um, I believe it was 2016, October 13th. So this is an important date for you. You're greatly affected by this king's yes, death. Yes, yes, definitely. He was a great king who did a lot for the country and his people. Uh, he cared very, very much about our country. He. He was a remarkable individual. He was a composer. He he made technological advances. In fact, if I'm not wrong, he developed a system for creating artificial rain, which it's even used in Jordan and Israel today. So uh, it's it's something that's definitely helped countries that have uh, possibly dry, arid climate and the lack of rain, which can cause crops to suffer. So you can see this is a king who really cared about his people. He cared about li- uh, rice farmers who may suffer from drought, and he did a lot for the country. Yeah. Now, his son, who's the current ruler, um, <laughs> you've called him, described him as a, the playboy, maybe not so well liked, but... What would happen if you were to criticize the playboy? I guess is his name Rama the Tenth. Uh, yeah, Mahavichalongkorn. Like his his official noble name is about a paragraph long. But okay, yeah. and so on the top of legal documents, you see a paragraph long name. That's <laughs> that's sort of uh, impressive and. Yeah, if you go on Wikipedia, you can read his whole name. And s- merely having used the term playboy, if someone in Thailand heard this and reported me the tor- to the authorities, we still have a laissez-majesté uh, sort of law in Thailand. So if I went back to Thailand right now and someone in Thailand knew I used that word, I would get 20 years in prison. It's interesting because all of Southeast Asia has fought this big war war on drugs. Like in Malaysia, you have the death penalty. But mm-hmm. interestingly, in Thailand, recently they uh, legalized or rather decriminalized marijuana. Yeah, I read so that. So everywhere in Bangkok, like right before I came to Toronto, everywhere you just have same Amsterdam-style coffee shops. Really? Everywhere. <laughs> it's causing a lot of uh, inconvenience to other Southeast Asian countries because sure. you, have, you have Westerners buying marijuana from Thailand and getting arrested in Malaysia 
because they're like, oh, I thought it was legal here too. You yeah. Know? yeah. Accidentally, I go to a country where I can be sentenced to death for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. How so, would they handle that? <laughs> I have no idea. Th- that's, so Thailand's basically trolling all of Southeast Asia. And you think of Brittany Griner. Do you know who that is? No, uh, I, uh, no. W, a women's NBA athlete who was caught in Russia oh. with cannabis oil and is now looking at like 10 years in prison. Darn. So does that happen in Malaysia or do they look the other way for Western? I, I wouldn't know about Malaysia, but I know they're extremely strict i i don't think they would really care about the circumstances yeah yeah all right well uh, we'll keep that in mind if you had to look into the future speaking of this uh this play i I hate to say the word playboy i don't want to go to jail for 20 years but if you were to look into the future maybe 10 years down the road what do you think thailand will look like Okay, well, uh, why don't we start at what it looks like right now, right? So Thailand is a constitutional monarchy. So the the king, he doesn't really have much power, but what Rama X has done, he's kind of gone ahead and he's uh, brought a lot of assets under his name. So every square inch of land in Thailand is the personal property of the king. And uh, so like the, the Thai king, his net worth is... A ridiculously high net worth. You could estimate around $20 billion to his own name. At the start of every movie that we watch in Thailand, you're going to have the Thai royal anthem play, which is different from the Thai national anthem. Mm. And uh, like it's, it's just tradition. During the royal anthem, everyone stands up. When it ends, you bow and you sit. Welcome back to track obligation. Okay. So it's like Every movie that we watch in Thailand, you're going to have the Thai royal anthem play, which is different from the Thai national anthem. Mm. And uh, like it's it's just tradition during the royal anthem. Everyone stands up when it ends. You bow and you sit down. You shouldn't be sitting down during it because, of course, I mean, that is technically a crime. If, if cinema staff sees you sitting down, it's, it's not exactly something you should be doing. Mm-hmm. A year ago, I noticed this when I was at the cinema with my friends and then with my parents. The numbers have been increasing where there's people just sitting down throughout the whole thing. They don't really? stand up at all. Yeah, and the reason for that is he takes his commercial jet, flies to Bavaria with a bunch of women, stays in a house. Like, this is a, like, it's it's a well-documented thing. People know it. There's been news on it. So it's, well, it's, it's a king who hasn't really tended much to his duties. We, we've kind of had a military regime take over in Thailand. So years down the line, I, I feel like the monarchy is probably coming to an end. It's, it's falling out of favor. I'm definitely not an expert on Thai politics. If my friend who is an expert on Thai politics is listening to me, I can expect to get beaten up tomorrow. <laughs> Rob, I don't think you'll get beat up. And I appreciate you telling us about Thailand and about the government, the monarchy. Super interesting. So, Rob, thank you very much for coming on to Tracks from Abroad. Oh, yeah. it's It's been a pleasure. Thank you. คิดถึงคนหนึ่งคน
Hey everybody, this is Jesse McDougall, host of Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. We just heard the interview with Arav. Today we talked about Thailand for episode 53. A big thank you to Arav for coming on the show. Um, he is a really interesting student of, of many at the University of Toronto, but he's in his first year and certainly going to do some cool things to come. I also want to say a big thank you to all of our listena- listeners who donated to Tracks from Abroad during CIUT's funding drive. I was really astounded that we raised $875 to donate to CIUT to show that student radio at the University of Toronto is valuable. We've talked to so many international students at U of T, and I personally have learned a ton during the year that I've been hosting this show. Another thing I would like to get to is the World Cup. Of course, the World Cup is a perfect display of international competition without any politics or controversy, as we all know. Of course, I'm kidding. I'm sure you've seen the uh, plethora of news stories that have come out about Qatar this, Qatar that, human rights. Um, I myself am a a soccer fan to some extent, so I wanted to just go over some of the scores that we saw. Unfortunately, yesterday, Canada fell to Belgium, um, but I got to say, watching that game in the Arbor Room Cafe, it's a restaurant here at Hart House. It's a fantastic place to be. They have projectors, some really good sound, and it was a nice atmosphere to go watch there, so I highly encourage you to do so. However, the the uh, upsets that we saw for Germany versus Japan, nobody saw that coming as um, as Japan took Germany uh, two to one, I believe. We also saw Argentina losing to Saudi Arabia. What an incredible uh, game that the Saudis played, winning two to one as well. And there's going to be a bunch of fantastic games coming up, of course, uh, well in line with Tracks from Abroad's international feel for the show. Today, actually, I was just biking over here to the studio, and I noticed a taxi cab with two flags, the flags of Senegal. I'm pretty certain that uh, taxi cab driver is a big fan of the World Cup. All right, next we're going to get into some Canadian songs here on Tracks from Abroad. And one of my favorite artists that I found during the course of the show is called Zay Nova. I played some of his music on our Indonesia episode. Episode. He is a very interesting artist who came over uh, from Indonesia, now is living in St. John, Newfoundland. He was hugely inspired by the country artist Shania Twain, and he loves to go ice fishing here in uh, in Canada. So shouts out to Zaynova, and here is his track, Locked In All Night Long. Zaynova on Tracks from Abroad. I wanna have a good time with the boys tonight I got my Friday check, hell I feel alright Hey bartender, you know my drink Another shot, no, no, don't you cut me off I wanna drink her memory tonight Hey bartender, one more please yeah. But nature calls I don't wanna be locked in. 
losing dome I didn't rock that bar Hell, I missed her show I'm feeling down low I crush myself and that cute bartender Why don't they check everything inside the bar Good damn, I hate them all How can they live me in the bathroom stall Till it's 3 a.m. The bar is quiet and everybody's gone. Yeah, I'm locked in all night long. I'm locked in all night long. Somebody save me, save me, save me, please. So I break out a window. I don't wanna be locked in. was Zay Nova, an incredible transplant from Indonesia to St. John, Newfoundland. You are listening to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse McDougall. Today's episode was all about Thailand. And again, we thank our student interviewee, our student guest, Arav, for coming on to the show. You can listen to other episodes of Tracks from Abroad on Mixcloud. Uh, you can follow us on tfa.radio on Instagram or just listen to our show on Spotify uh, every single week, Saturdays, 8 a.m., as well as Tuesdays, 9 p.m. We're going to be back here next week, same time, same place. Thank you for listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Such precious moment We're on our journey We share our glory I beg you not To live that dream Cause our love is right Yes, believe it is blind You know who you are to me You're the lighthouse in the 
I'm not afraid. 
Good ride. It's been a good ride. It's been a good ride. 